Father, we worship you. Thank you for such a wonderful time in your presence. Thank you for the privilege to come before your presence. We as mortal men can come before the throne of the Almighty. Thank you for the blood that makes a way into your innermost sanctuary. Lord, as we come before you today, Lord, we ask that you might feed us. You might give us the bread of life. Lord, you might give nourishment to our hearts. Lord, you might give strength to our bones. Lord, to carry on this journey. Lord, open your word to us, O God, by your spirit. Lord, that we might see like you see, that we might be able to live the way you want us to live. Every plan of the kingdom of darkness against us today, Lord, we bring them to naught in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that your spirit will have his way. Minister to us, O God, that at the end of the day, Lord, we shall be glad that we have been in your presence. Thank you, blessed Father God. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to give God praise for this wonderful opportunity to fellowship with you. Today we want to look at Matthew 6, 19-21. And it's about making eternal investments. Let's just look at the place. Matthew sixteen nineteen to 21 Lay not up for yourself treasures upon it, where mud and rot doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither mud nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through, nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Praise the Lord. Here it gives you a very clear uh, statement or scenario. You have two options. To lay your treasure here on earth, or to lay your treasures in heaven. But it cannot be but be one of them. Praise the Lord. So, it's your choice what you want to do and how you want to do it. But like I said, you cannot escape any one of the two. It will be interesting for us to look at the word treasures, to find out what treasures are. When the Bible is talking treasures, or when we are talking about treasures contemporarily, what do we mean by treasure? Somebody defined treasure as a concentration of riches, wealth, or riches that are stored or accumulated, especially in the form of precious metals, money, or jewels. Praise the Lord. A concentration of riches. In other words, it is not just, there is a concentration of riches. So when you lose a treasure, you feel the impact. Because there is value in it. Praise the Lord. 
In other words, it's something you cannot afford to play with. It's also wealth or riches that is taught. And it's accumulated. So in other words, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes labor. And it takes a lot of diligence to accumulate wealth or to accumulate treasures. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not something that is flippant. Like they would normally say, you can have money, but you're not rich. You can have riches, but you're not wealthy. Do you understand the difference? Money is just an exchange. You can have it. Depending on whether you have the quantity of it you have, you might be rich. Riches depends on circumstances and situations. Because there are certain situations that can arise. And a rich man will no longer be a rich man within that situation or circumstances. Praise the Lord. Inondi bosuna kaare obwe obwe nye inye jibro garanya. Osigine. Praise the Lord. In other words, it does not come easy. For instance, if you have 100,000 naira, you're a rich person. But when people are talking about millions, are you still a rich person? If they now progress to talk about billions, are you still rich? If they start talking about trillions, are you still a rich person? No, but somebody has wealth. And wealth is concentrated. And wealth can be denominated in Naira. It can also be denominated in foreign currency. So you also need to know there are differences between riches and there are differences between wealth. Treasures are also something that is valuable. So, such as money we have seen it, that is hidden or kept in a safe place. In other words, when you have made all the effort to accumulate these riches and wealth, you do not just put it anywhere. And that is why the Bible says that where your treasures is, your heart is. Is it not so? If you have a gold trinket in your house, and you hear that your house is catching fire, what will you do? That is where the first thing your heart will do what? Where your heart will go, because those are the treasures. Those are the valuable things you have. And you do not want to make a mistake. If you hear bag, 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 bag in the middle of the night, the first thing that crosses your mind is what? Where your wealth is. If those things that you value, maybe your international passport, your money or whatever is in the house, that is where your heart will go. You want to be sure that they are safe and they are secure. Praise the Lord. So you accumulate treasures over time. And sometimes treasures are also accumulated and handed over to generations. So you do not just suddenly jump into wealth and into riches. And that is where we make a connection between treasures and then making eternal investments. Because investments are the tools of gathering wealth. You know, like Bible says, when you sow, you shall reap. And then, whatever you sow, you shall reap. Praise the Lord. So, in looking at making eternal investments, there are two key words that we want to look at. 
One is eternal and the second is investment. I said, you know, investment is the tool of acquiring treasures. We'll come back to that. So you don't forget that what we're saying is lay not for yourself treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where things break through and steal. We will see some interesting things there. But like I say, there are two key words, eternal and investments. If we want to look at the word eternal, it comes from the Latin word eternus or eternitas, which simply means or refers to without beginning or end. Hallelujah. Like I said, don't forget what I said. You have a choice to make your investment within a time frame that comes to an end and within a time frame also that does not come to an end. But I can tell you that any wise man or any wise woman, if given that choice to have wealth that can never end and to have wealth that can end at a point in time, the wise person will choose the wealth that will never end. True or false? Praise the Lord. So eternity refers to unending time. Time that does not end and time that does not come to an end. It is continuous. It is everlasting. It is unstoppable. And it is in perpetuity. In other words, it outlives you or anybody you can think of. Because there is no one of us that will not die. But you know what? When you die, eternity is just about to what? To start. Praise the Lord. So, it is not short-lived. It, is, it lasts forever. That is eternity. And like I said, don't forget what I said earlier on. You have a choice to make an investment that is eternal or an investment that is short-lived. Even if you live 100 years and you want to make an investment that lasts for 100 years, that is a short tenor. Eternity is 100 times 100 times 100 times million times trillion times zillion. It never ends. And you know one thing interesting about life? Ibo people will tell you that once you have started eating in broken plates, you wouldn't want to revert and start eating in what? In plastic plate. Is it not so? So once you have gotten used to certain kind of thing, you want it to continue, you do not want it to last. That is wisdom. Investment, on the other hand, is to allocate money or sometimes other, another resources such as time in expectation of benefits in future. Praise the Lord. Investments are usually premised in future, not immediately, like we will see. So you allocate money, time, or resources in expectation of some benefit in future. Praise the Lord. So if you want to make eternal investments right now, you need to consciously Start allocating time, allocating money, allocating some other resources in expectation 
or some future investments. That is if you want to make eternal investments. You need to start allocating resources to those investments that the time span of yielding return is eternity. Praise the Lord. What are the characteristics of eternal investments? When you make eternal investments, what are you expecting? One is that you can be sure of a stream of income or a return on investment that will never end. Praise the Lord. You've seen people that make investment. Some people have been rich. After a time, they are no longer rich. Maybe something happens. Or maybe the, the riches expire. Okay? But when you make eternal investment, the streams of income or the return on investment on those incomes are in perpetuity. They never end. They outlive you. Because you are investing in a time frame that is never ending. Praise the Lord. Your investment will also be continuous. It will be everlasting and it will be unstoppable. It's not like the investments you make. Maybe you buy a bus or you buy a vehicle and God forbid it has an accident. What happens? Is that investment still good? It is lost. Or you invested in a company, you bought shares and the company collapsed. Is your investment still good? Are you still expecting any return on investment? Or like some of us, we invested in all these uh, MMM, Wonder Bank and all that, that has closed, that has collapsed. Are you still expecting any investment? Now, but if you're making an eternal investment, it is everlasting, it is unstoppable, it is continuous. Nothing can shake it, nothing can change it, nothing can stop it. Such investments are also not subject to the vagaries of life or time. They are not seasonal investments. They are not subject to weather. They are not subject to circumstances. Because, for instance, if you are a farmer, you do not farm during dry season. Is that not so? Except you have a good source of irrigation. You plant during rainy season and you expect harvest during dry season. So it is seasonal. Or like they will tell you that in stock market, when the stocks are bullish, what do you do? Eh? Or when they are bearish, if you understand that, but let's not go into that. So in other words, there are time to invest and there are time to sell. When they are bullish, they may tell you to buy or to sell. But that is for those people in investment. It is not subject to ups and downs. It is not whether, okay, the stock market price is going up today, tomorrow is coming back. Eternal investments are not subject to ups and downs. You can be sure that if the return on investment is 100%, you will get 100%. That's why the Bible said what? That the wages of sin is dead. You cannot run away from it. And he also says, whatsoever you sow, you shall reap. If you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you shall of the spirit reap eternal life. There is no change. No Jupiter will change it. It is cast in stone. It is cast in iron. 
It is also not subject to the booms and busts in the economy or the normal size of cycles of life. Sometimes the economy is booming and a whole lot of things are happening. Money is being injected into the economy and there is a whole lot of money in circulation. And whatever you do, chances are is that you will make money. Is it not so like a lot of people are warming up during this political session? You know, a lot of money will come into the economy. Some other times also money, this central bank mops up money from the economy. And you know, it is money in circulation is low. But let me tell you that eternal investment is not subject to that cycle. It's not subject to the booms. It's not subject to the bust. It is guaranteed. If it is 100%, it is 100%, nothing will change it. You can go home and sleep. Nothing is going to change it. Do you know why? You are investing in a time that is not subject to man. That is not subject to the cycles of time. In eternity, time does not exist. Does time exist? It is, okay, we're checking our time. One hour, two hours. Does that apply to eternity? Praise the Lord. It is also not subject to uncertainties, unpredictableness of life. You know, it is not subject to the unpredictabilities of life, uncertainties of life. How am I sure that if I invest in this, that I will get my money back, or if I give, invest, buy this, that if this will happen? No. Eternal investments are not subject to uncertainties. They are sure. They are giving. Nothing. You know what Bible says? As heaven and earth stands, as the sun rises and ceases, it says, look, this shall not stop. There will be a time for planting and harvesting. Nothing will change it. Because the laws of God are not subject to the laws of man. It is also not affected by who is in power or the government that is in power or the personality of the individual that is in power. No, it doesn't matter. Eternal investments are not subject to the governmental cycles because the government that rules eternal investments are not governments that can change or not governments that can be impeached or governments that can be overthrown a government that can be changed during election. No. God does not contest election. Whether you like it or not. That is why he is the only potentate. The almighty God. The king of kings. And the lord of lords. Before him all kings bow. There is none like unto him. Praise the lord. It is not subject to the, to the laws of life. Because whether you like it or not. You will get born and you will die. Whether you like it or not, whichever company you like, it will not live in perpetuity. Okay? There are so many companies that were existing when you were born that are no longer existing today. Is that not so? There are some companies that have made money in years by. They are no longer there. USC, now, USC is it still there? How many of us know or heard about USC? Are they still in, are they still in existence? Huh? Are they still making as much money as they are making? Okay. Subject to life. That's why they say normal cycle. You will get born, you grow. After growing old, you start dying. Nobody escapes it. It can only be extended 
but you cannot run away from it. Like I said, investments are not managed by men, since men does not rule in terms of eternity. It is managed by him who manages eternity. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You know, seeing that, the Bible said that, the, what manner of men ought ye to be in all holy conversation? Because the person that manages in, in this investment, you can't bribe him more. You can't sweet mouth him. All your presentation, your proposals, your long grammar and your short grammar, it does not move him. You know what the Bible says? Without the shedding of the blood, there is no propitiation of sins. It's either you have what heaven requires, or you do not have what heaven requires. And that is why on that day, Bible says, people shall gather, you say, look, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for what? I know you not. And he will tell the other ones, enter ye into the rest of your Lord. He cannot impress him. Your long title from here to Lagos, your personality as big as it is, as short as it is, as wealthy as you are, it does not matter. The issue that matters is, did you make investment in the realms that is managed by him who manages eternity? Because by the time you leave this world, the laws of this world no longer applies. It is a new law that is going to apply in eternity. And my brother, my sister, if we did not familiarize ourselves with the laws of heaven, we will be strangers in heaven. We can't be welcomed in heaven. Praise the Lord. They are not also subject to the laws of supply and demand. Hallelujah. Divine investment, eternal investments, are not subject to the law of supply and demand. In other words, you know, supply, when the, the, the supply and demand, the demand can be much, and then the demand can be low, the supply can be much. No, it is constant. And that is why, for instance, in subscription of shares, one person can buy over the shares of the company, and then the shares will be oversubscribed. It's not so. Even if you have money, you can buy. But it does not work like that in eternal, in eternal investment. In other words, no matter how rich or how poor you are, you have something that you can invest in eternity. It is not a matter of, I am rich, I am poor. No, you have something. Because let me tell you, the currency of heaven is not the currency of earth. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Money is the currency here. We will see the currency of heaven later. Such investments can never fail. Like I said, because he who manages eternity and manages heaven and hell cannot fail. It is impossible for God to fail. It is impossible for God to fail. So if he says, I am with you always, even unto the end of ages, he's with you. Don't forget. Whether you feel his presence or you do not feel his presence, he's there with you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. It is guaranteed. You can go and sleep. He said, when my enemies arose to eat my flesh, what happened? They stumbled and they fell. It's not because of you, but it's because of the person that is with you. Praise the Lord. 
The forecast of heaven on your returns on investment are sure and they never fail. You know, in investments they can forecast, this is going to yield you so, 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 and so, or they will forecast growth for Nigeria, is going to be how many percent, and at the end of the day, you find out that the forecast is wrong. But let me tell you the news. The forecast concerning heavenly investments, they never fail. If God says it's sure, it is sure, it is guaranteed. Praise the Lord. Such investments also do not suffer from false major. Forces beyond your control. You know in insurance, if they are insuring certain things, they will tell you that there are some forces beyond our control. If for instance there is thunder or there is flood or there is something else, nobody can insure against those things. Is that not so? But that is human investment. Heavenly investments are not subject to any forces beyond your control. Because all forces are within the control of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Nothing is beyond the control of the Almighty. And you see, my brethren, if you have seen such an investment, and somebody comes to present to you this kind of investment, if you do not invest in it, then you are not wise. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I will prefer an investment I will make and go and sleep. And when I wake up, the investment is guaranteed, is sure. Nobody is going to tell me stories. Nobody is going to dupe me. Nobody is going to do me for one night. I will prefer such kind of investment. So brethren, I need us to think, if we are not considering eternal investments, are we really wise? There is a portfolio of assets that God is presenting to you. And He's telling you invest. And you're still hesitating. And you're still dilly-dallying. And you're still considering this, considering that. What else are you considering? Let's look at Matthew 13, verse 44. Okay. He said, again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasures hid in a field, the which when a man found it, he hideth it, and for joy thereof, goeth and selleth all that he had, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly pills, who when he has found one pill of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it. Praise the Lord. These are wise people. They saw an investment, a very costly pill, a treasure that is hid, presented to them like this. And they did what? They went and sold everything they had and they bought it. Because what else do you want? Is it not return on investment? Is it not to become rich? But you know, we'll come to that. Riches depending on the kind of riches. Praise the Lord. When we're talking about investment, certain things are also important that we need to look at. In terms of principles of investment. Because investments are about priorities. You know, what are your priorities actually? 
Even in human investment, you have a priority. It's either you invest or you consume it. Are you following what I'm saying? You have, an, uh, it depends on your priorities. Do you want to forego present consumption so that in the future you can end dividend? Or do you want to eat now and tomorrow you do not have anything? It's about priorities. You see? And no two people have the same priorities. Okay, we'll, we'll, you know. So at my prayer actually is that God will give us the grace and the wisdom to utilize all the opportunities, good opportunities that come our way in the name of Jesus. And never to be deceived. Because you will be a fool, you will not be a wise person. If you see a good investment, and you have the money, you have what is required to invest, and the investment will return dividends to you, what else are you waiting for? And you are sure that it is guaranteed, it will not fail, it is, it is for eternity, what else are you waiting for? Will you still be a wise person not to make that investment? I don't think you will be a wise person. Investments also are about your value system. What is your value? What are your priorities? Are your priorities now or your priorities tomorrow? So you need to answer that question. Your value system. Things you consider to be of utmost importance. What are the things you consider important? What are those things that are important to you? You know, because those are the things that will determine your investment. If, you are, if the things that are important to you are to live in riotous, drink, riotous life, in drinking and debauchery, that is your value system. But is your value system something else that will glorify God in eternity? That's also another thing. Let's look at Mark chapter 8 verse 34. And Jesus, when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And he said, Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father. So what are your value systems? If you deny him, he will deny you. Okay? If you save your life, you will lose it. If you come, if you de- if, if whosoever will come after me will deny himself and take his cross and follow me. Praise the Lord. Investments are also about choice. Because there are so many investments, so many things you can do with your time, so many things you can do with your money, so many things you can do with your resources. Okay, you can buy a car, pack it in the house, just use it to go to work. Some other person buys the same car, uses it to go to work. 
When he comes back, he will use it to do kabu kabu and make money. Is that not so? Some other person can also buy that same car you bought and decide to go with his leg to office and hire out the car and use it to be doing transport. It's a choice. Praise the Lord. Investments are about choice. So what is your choice? What is your value system? What is your priority in life? What are those things that are priority to you? He that will lose his life will gain it. Do you want to gain it or do you want to lose it? Do you want to keep it and lose it? Or do you want to give it to him who can control your life, who can make the best use of your life, and then you will have a returns on investment? You know, Peter had a choice. When Jesus approached him by the, by the Sea of Galilee, I want to use your boat. People have said, no, you don't have money. Do you have money? I will not give you my boat. But he made the best decision of his life. He gave him his boat. But do you know the interesting thing about God? God is a good God. After using his boat, what happened? They launched out into the deep. And they caught the kind of fish that they have never caught in life. If you hold on to your life, you will lose it. You give it to him, you will gain it. The choice is yours. Praise the Lord. Investments are also about knowledge and convictions. What do you know? What are you convinced about? Some people are convinced, are knowledgeable about real estate. And most of their investments are in real estate. Some people are knowledgeable about stock market. All or most of their investments are in stock market. Somebody does not understand all those things. All he understands is buy motor, do transport. So it is simply about what? Knowledge and conviction. On the reality, returns, profitability, benefits and tangibility of that investment. Your knowledge about the profitability of that investment, how tangible it is, how beneficial it is, the returns on it, as well as the realities of it, will determine what will happen. You know, they can come bring an investment for you, and after speaking all the grammar, you know what you do? You know, it, it looks too good to be true. Is that not so? Because it looks, it doesn't look real. Somebody tells you bring 30,000, and that 30,000 will earn you 1 million. Is that possible? I don't know. Praise the Lord. So it depends on your knowledge and your convictions. If you're not convinced that it is real, then you cannot invest in it. Nobody wants to be deceived on a hoodwink about any investment. Meanwhile, we're talking about eternal investments. Let's look at Hebrew chapter 11, verse 6. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is. Hallelujah. You must first believe that God is and that He exists. If you are not convinced about the realities of God, 
then you cannot invest in heaven. You must first be convinced about the reality of God. Is it just what I'm hearing? Or is it just what people are saying? Or do I have a personal conviction about this thing? That God is. Okay? And must believe that must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So your conviction about God is what will determine whether you are going to invest your time and your resources with God. Don't forget what we say, the reality of it. If it is not real to you, you will use your time and investment on some other things. Praise the Lord. So for you to believe to invest in heaven or in eternity, you must believe that heaven is real or that eternity is real. And also that is a worthwhile investment. If you read First Corinthians fifteen nineteen, for time, bless Isaiah. It says, "If only in this life we have hope in Christ." What does the Bible say? We are of all men the most miserable. Praise the Lord. If only in this life you have hope of Christ, because life here, if you live one hundred and twenty years. They will be celebrating you that you lived long. How do you compare 120 to eternity? Is there any comparison? If you remove 120 from eternity, eternity has not started. And we are jumping up and down. All the things we are doing in this life is to be able to live 80, 90, 100, 120. Are we not wasting our time? When the bigger portion of life is still ahead of us, are we wise? You know, somebody devised something. You know it and you can see it glaringly that the bigger one is this and the smaller one is this. And you decide to choose the smaller one. You're not wise. Praise the Lord. Any wise person, because what shall it benefit man? If you shall gain the whole world, and lose your soul. What? What have you gotten? Is it the praise and adulation of men? They are hailing you. This one, this one, this one, this one. Everybody is one. Is that all? When that passes away, what happens? The man goes. And in Oban Bible says, there is an interesting thing that happens on, the, uh, on this earth. Bible says there is no remembrance of that which had been. They will, re- they will not remember you again. With time, they will forget you. Or even if they remember you to be in history. There used to be one man that lived, Mansa Musa, in 17th century or in 1780. That's all. But where is Mansa Musa today? Can you answer that question? Praise the Lord. This life is primarily, primarily a preparation for eternity. But most of us live as if we are here forever. That there is no eternity. The person will one. What one woman be no? 
all manner of name. And you're looking at the person, are you still a human being? Or did this past this human being I know? Is there any other thing more than this thing I'm looking at? One mosquito bites you and you are forgetting and you are calling doctors here. If you like, go to London, come back. It is that. You might survive it, you might not survive it. You know how many people die because of malaria? That you can buy, you know, one drug and cure. But people die. And the person in, uh, is answering, Akuna Takashi one. And I'm asking God, have mercy on all of us. Because Akuna Takashi one. But once one disease comes, everything, and everything is gone. That is stupidity. That is having wrong priorities. That is having wrong value system. Because what will it permit, profit you? You will only eat one food, ride in one car, even if 200 cars are in your motorcade, you can only be in one at a time. You can only sleep in one bed at a time. So you can only live in one house at a time, even if you have millions of houses. Meanwhile, what is that? That you have all the millions. Have you ever seen anybody with the millions give life to somebody? You can't. It's stupidity. It's stupidity. God has only given you that to take care of yourself and to be of use to his kingdom and to be useful to your brothers and to your sisters. That's all. That's all. Because at the end of the day, your wealth or your riches will not go with you. It is a preparatory ground. It is a seed that God has given you to sow into eternity. Because eternity is waiting for you. And you will go and meet your works. Whatever you have done in this life, it will be waiting for you. It will also be waiting for me. May God grant us the grace to be worthy of God's investment. So what are those resources that we have? That we can invest in eternity. One of them is your time. Because your time is your life. And when you spend your time. It is irrecoverable. The time you have spent. Is lost for eternity. You can't recover it. The time you spend. Seeking God in prayers. And study of the word of God. That the life of heaven. May be formed in you. You know, because each one of us, let's read Galatians 5.17. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you will. None of us is born with a consciousness of God. Or with a knowledge of his will. And that is why we need to spend time in the presence of God. That the life of heaven might be formed in us. In other words, that our value system, our life shall be transformed. Our life shall be transfigurated. Just like the disciples met with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And their life was transformed. We need to be changed. Bible says, being doers of the world, looking into the perfect law of the liberty, we are transformed from one level of glory unto another. 
That is one investment you can make. That the life of heaven, the breath of God that gives life, will also give life to your mother body. Because the Bible says, He, he quickens our mother bodies. Praise the Lord. And it can only come when you spend time in the presence of God. That the life of heaven will superimpose and overshadow and transform your natural life, your personal inclinations and your tendencies. You know, Paul said, woe is me. Or, you know, the things I want to do, I cannot do. And those things I know that are bad, those are the things I do. He said, who can deliver me from this body of guilt and shame? He said, thank God through Jesus Christ, who what? Who, who delivered us. Praise the Lord. So you spend time that the life of heaven will transform your life so that you become like your father in heaven. That those things that are in your life that are contrary to the will of God, contrary to the nature of God, contrary to what God wants you to do, the way you're living, that the life of God. You know, there is no way you can come before the presence of God. Like in science, they call it osmosis. You know? The weaker one draws from the stronger one. Is that or the stronger one draws from the weaker one? Which one? Part of my knowledge. But you see, there is a transformation. You draw from something. And there is no way you can come from the presence of God and you will not have life. Because the Bible says in his presence is the fullness of life. You know, and it's the fullness of joy and life forevermore. Praise the Lord. The time you spend with God, that He will refund those things you love and implant those things that the, the Father loves. Those are some of the divine in eternal investments, your time. Your time in championing and supporting the kingdom business, in evangelism, in reaching out to the souls, in outreaches, in church planting, in ushering, in singing to the, in the choir, in counseling to uplift the life of men. Don't forget what we said earlier on. That everybody has something that you can invest. There is a gift of God. There is a talent of God in your life. There is something God has deposited in your life that you can multiply. That you can invest. And that will bring results. Like Bible says in Luke 10 too. He said, pray ye the Lord of harvest, that he may send laborers into his harvest, into his vineyard. Praise the Lord. And then in Isaiah 58, 5 and 6, he says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bonds of the yoke, the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free? God is looking for men and women. That he would deposit his resources in their life. And then there will be epistles and, and mysteries of heaven to redeem the lost. And to bring succor to a lot of people that are going through a whole lot of time, a, lo a whole lot of problems. Your time in praying and fasting, there are also kingdom in eternal investments. You know in Matthew 6, 9 and 10, there is a prayer there. He say, your kingdom come, O Lord, your will be done on earth as it's in heaven. How many of us have pondered over that prayer? Thy will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. Is it possible for the will of God to be done on earth as it is in heaven? Despite all the wickedness and all the atrocities that are in this world. Do you understand where I'm going? The will of God to be done on earth can only happen if men that have the resources of heaven and the life of heaven bring the life of heaven to superimpose the life on earth and overshadow the wickedness that exists in this world. The light of God. Because the Bible says the smallest light will drive away darkness. But we live in a life, in a world that is almost full of darkness. And I'm asking myself, do I really have a light of God in me that is shining? Do you have a light of God in you that is shining? And how well have we been able to use that light in dispersing the darkness around us? When we are talking about the eternal investment, some people will think about money. Money as important as it is. But let me surprise you like I said earlier on. Money is not the currency of heaven. Praise the Lord. It will shock you. And that was when the man gave Paul money that he would pray for him. He said, look, your money perish with you. You cannot buy God's resources with money. It doesn't matter how much money you bring to church. It does not matter. If your life is not first right with God, your money does not matter. Your money will not sway God to bless you. But your prayer, your intercession, your righteous life, your broken and a contrite heart. You know what Bible said? Oh God. Thou will not forsake. God does not look on money. He looks on other resources. And that is the thing that we need to know. That the currency of heaven is prayer and is righteousness. A heart of brokenness. That is what will attract heaven. Not your money. As important as money is. But that is not the most important thing. The thing that will draw God. And bring him to your life. Was David recognized by God because of his money? He said, no, that is a man after my own heart. And he saw Moses and he said, has thou seen him? There is no one as meek as Moses. It is your heart that will draw heaven to you. Praise the Lord. So, in rounding up, Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 33. We all sit talking about investment. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And all other things shall be added unto you. And Bible also said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For him that asketh receiveth. Him that knocketh it is opened unto him. So brethren... I think we are at a point when we can look up to God and say, what is my life like? My life that I have lived and I'm living, does, have, does God have recognition over my life? Does God have a reckoning? Does God look upon my life? Like you know what God says, this is my son in whom what? I am well pleased. 
hear ye him. Can heaven look upon you? Can heaven look upon me and say, This is my son. This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. If heaven has not said that concerning you, if heaven is not saying that concerning you, my brother, my sister, then you do not have a record in heaven. You do not have a record in heaven. And that is why at the end of the day, Bible says, you shall come before him and say, my Lord, I did this, I did that in your name. He said, look, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I know you not. So, does God have reckoning over your life? I want us to bow our heads in prayer. Making eternal investments. Bible says, do not lay your treasures on earth where moth and rust don't consume. But lay your treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust don't corrupt and where teeth do not break in through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart. The first question is, does heaven know you? Does heaven recognize you? Does heaven take reckoning over your life? If not, this is an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ and make peace with God of heaven. I say, Lord, here I am without one plea. But that the, that the Son of God died and, was sh- and the blood of Jesus was shed for me. As we are praying for ourselves, I want you to also ask God. As our passage in 1 Timothy 6.19 says, Laying up in store for ourselves a good foundation for the time to come, that we may lay hold on eternal life. Tell the Lord, I want to make heaven. I want to apprehend that for which Jesus has taken hold of me. I want my values, I want my time, I want my resources to all be heavenly minded and focused. I want my life each time to have a priority in which heaven decides. And not only is that my desire, Lord, I want my resources to be where my heart and my treasure is. I want to give willingly, voluntarily, as laying a foundation for the time to come and laying a foundation to eternal life. Father, this is our desire in the name of Jesus Christ. And cause that your word that has come through and writes through our hearts, giving us the right emphasis, Lord, will bear fruit that in every of our timing, endeavors, walk, living, it will be with the right priority of heavenly investment in the name of Jesus Christ. Decisions, businesses to undertake. Lord, it will be with what is the mind of heaven on this. And how will he yield and take glory to God and our lives and our actions honor him in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, as we have continually been on this journey, 
Lord, for every one of us who have laid hold on eternal life, cause that a foundation that has been laid in Christ Jesus will not derail, but we will continue looking up to Him and having our foundation and having our faith firmly fixed on Him, the author and finisher of our faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we go on harvest in a week's time. And Almighty God, we are not just coming with money for money's sake. We wanted to bring ourselves first to you, as those in Macedonia did. This they did, not as we hoped. But first of all, get their hearts, get themselves to the Lord. And to us, by the will of God. And then they could make their presentation. May our lives here be acceptable unto you as the first priority in the name of Jesus. May our friends, may our gifts, may our investments, may our monetary terms now also be acceptable unto you as your purpose in our heart, knowing the right priority in our lives. May we give, having given ourselves first, may we give of our substance as of the value of heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Almighty, as every day you remind us, Lord, to set our affections on things in heaven, to set our decisions, to set our actions, to set on the things we do with the mindset in which heaven guides them. And Father, with this eternal foundation, may our lives be lived in the light of your world, and may we truly bring light and bring your glory wherever we see and are seen in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for your ministration. And may your word bring life greater even unto us. To give life and light to others. In Jesus' name we pray.